Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Of State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman on the phone right now to explain some of what happened yesterday with the initiative petition reform. How are you, Mary Elizabeth? I'm doing great. I'm in the back chamber of the Senate. We're currently debating a property tax fit, fix, uh, personal property tax fix to keep the price of your personal property from skyrocketing like it did over COVID. So if you hear bells in the background, or that's what's going on. Okay, good. Well, I hope you can succeed on that. Let me, let me just start with the tweet that went out yesterday afternoon from the Freedom Caucus. It said, sad day in the Missouri Senate. Nine Senate Republicans joined nine Democrats to allow non-citizens to vote in Missouri elections and foreign governments, China, Russia, to spend money to influence U.S. elections. Now, my you know, reaction was, my gut check was, well, that, that seems a little nuanced. And I bet there's a, a different explanation for that. And in fact, I was right about that, right? There's a little different explanation for that, isn't there? Yeah. And we're so far in the weeds. Do you mind if I give a little bit of orienting language? No, go ahead. Language? That's fine. Just to try not to okay. let people's eyes glaze over, because this stuff does that I know, sometimes. it seems so boring. Okay. So when we talk about IP reform, that sounds horrible. It sounds like a computer problem. But what's going on is we've got out-of-state people trying to change the state constitution by collecting signatures and getting stuff into the Constitution that doesn't belong there. Medicaid expansion, minimum wage, uh, mandatory, you know, like all just kinds of junk that Missourians don't want. And so this is trying to make it harder to change the state Constitution, right? So that's important. And your eyes probably don't glaze over about that because you're tired of the automated machines at McDonald's because you'd rather talk to a person that they can't afford, the businesses can't afford that when you've got minimum wage requirements, et cetera. So it's an important fight, and yesterday we cleared an important um, step in the process. For those of you at home, we've got like uh, 20 steps, basically, for a bill to become a law, and we got through step number, tw- like, seven, <laughs> which is a big one. It means that the bill can't be changed in the Senate anymore before it goes over to the House. We're going to read it, or we're going to vote on it. It's called third reading it, vote tomorrow, and then it'll go to the House and it'll go through the whole process in the House where they can change it. But it's also important to note that this only happened after a long filibuster by the Democrats that that was finally shut down, right? Yeah, so we have debated this bill for over four days and most recently over uh, almost a full day, almost 24 hours. It was like 21 hours we stayed up. We're fighting to get the Democrats to sit down. And we were at an impasse. The senator, the People who are filibustering, in this case, the Democrats, there's 10 of them. They've got this great sleep schedule. They can go on forever. 
that the Republicans who are trying to keep things going, you have to have 18 on the floor at any time to be able to make what are called quorum calls. Otherwise, the chamber stops working, everybody goes home. So those two people or those 10 people, they just kind of pair up and they have two of them in four hour shifts and everybody else gets to go about their their business. And, you know, it's pretty easy. But for the Republicans, when you've only got six people who can be off at a time to rest in four hour shifts and everybody else has to be, you know, awake around the clock, it's very, very difficult on the chamber. So there we were at an impasse. The Democrats said, you know, we're not going to sit down unless a change is made. I didn't agree with the change or unless there's a broader, you know, agreement. There was no broader agreement that could be made between all 34 members of the Senate, because that's what has to happen in order to move forward. Um, we could have kept trying to filibuster, but they weren't going to break anytime soon. And so there was an amendment that was offered by a senator in the chamber to get rid of parts of the bill, which are sometimes called ballot candy, which, by the way, is a little bit rich, right? The Democrats used all this stuff. Ballot candy just means things that people like and are really popular so that when you get to another piece of the um, of the language that other people you know, that people will vote for it. So remember with Clean, Clean Missouri, it was a total ban on lobbyist gifts, but really it was about redistricting. So the Democrats saying this is ballot candy is bad is a little bit rich. It's a pretty common tool that's used to be able to pass and advance. Oh, okay, but but the the amendment gets in there and just kind of kind of cut to the chase on the amendment and the claim that, you know, so there was an because you, was, you can't vote in Missouri already if you're not a citizen, illegal, right? That's protected under the Constitution right. currently as well as in federal law. Non-citizens cannot vote in the state of Missouri. But there was proposals in there to make it abundant, to clarify, to put it in a second time. Illegal immigrants, non-citizens cannot vote in the state of Missouri. There was a, an amendment that was offered to, to take that language out of the bill. Um, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to use other options and try to continue to make different decisions. But that amendment passed 18 to 12. Remember, there's not everybody there because people are taking shifts during filibuster, so that's why it doesn't equal 34. Uh, and the, the amendment passed, so that language got stripped out. And, and so the Republicans who voted to strip that out then get accused of, you know, supporting illegals voting in Missouri, right? That's how that happens. That's right. And okay. I have to tell you, that's really unfair. And it's not it's not the whole I truth. What it's, it's called is a lie. Is what, it's, they're misrepresenting it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're misrepresenting what happened. And if it were true that that's what happened, no Republican would have sat down and allowed a vote on this of course legislation. Well, this is why I wanted and, to find out a little bit more, right? But let's kind of get to the IP reform in particular, because here's the other thing that's confusing. And quite honestly, I just discovered this a few weeks ago. Not only do we have to have a proposal for initiative petition reform, but we have to vote on that proposal. So even to get to the point where there's different standards for passing constitutional amendments, this issue that you're working on right now, and the governor doesn't even have to sign it, if you finally get this passed, it goes right to the ballot, right? It goes to the people because it's a constitutional change. So the people have to vote on how they're going to change the Constitution um, in order to change the Constitution. And what's even crazier is they won't be using... I know, I know. It's 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 so in the weeds. But the part of the matter is... We have to make it harder to change the Constitution so we can protect our founding documents. And I think if if you can wrap your head around that's what we're trying to do, it gets a little bit less crazy. Okay. And part of it, I think, is these tweets about process that aren't really true that make it, uh, you know, 
even more confusing and frustrating right. for people. Well, let me try it this way, though, too, just because I want people to know this. Let, let's say this finally gets hashed out. You guys work on this. It gets passed. And then it becomes an issue that people are going to vote on. What is the best guesstimate of when that will land on a ballot? And will that affect whatever would happen with initiative petitions this fall? So the governor decides when it gets put on the ballot, and so it will be his three options are to call a special election, put it on the ballot in August, or put it on in November. And depending on when he puts it on the ballot, and let's say it passes, there's an argument about whether it will or will not affect what's going on right now. So there are some people, some lawyers, who say, yes, it will apply if it passes with enough advanced time before, let's say, Um, the abortion initiative petition that they're passing around, which, by the way, I hope all of your listeners know, do not sign those. Do not sign the abortion initiative petition ballot. But let's say they get enough signatures and it gets put on the ballot in November. There are people who are arguing that if it gets this change to the Constitution gets put on the ballot in August, then it doesn't matter if the abortion initiative petition passes under the current rules as they are today, it would have to be at a higher threshold that we would be passing under this. There are others who will argue, no, that's not really the case because this, that, the initiative petition, sports book, whatever, the, the ones that are in process right now, they'll fall under the rules as they currently are okay, today. Now you've just confused even everyone even more, I think, honestly, oh, because gosh, it's tough. It really, it really, I know you're not trying to, but I'm telling you this, this stuff, I can't get it. Now, I'm not very smart, but I guarantee you that people who are listening and regular voters, they have no concept of what you guys are trying to do or what you're doing. They really don't. And I don't know how to fix that because I try try to fix it because I want to explain to people what's going on. But this whole thing has been so convoluted. And it gets so confusing. I, I, I think people are just lost. I Can really I try two sen- just two sentences? We're trying to make it harder to change the Constitution to protect Missourians from out-of-state money coming in, period. And how you do that is tricky. But if we get this passed, it will eventually be put on the ballot and people can vote for it. And at that point, it will once it passes... It will be harder for out-of-state interests to change the Constitution. And just to be clear, I don't even know if we covered this. There have been a lot of proposals. The way that would work currently is that not only—currently you have to pass a constitutional amendment with a simple majority, but you're saying that you would require that majority in each congressional district in the state, right? It would just be a majority of the constitutional district. So you'd have to have both a majority, like, you know, plus one vote— and then also five of eight congressional districts that would have had to, it has to pass in. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.